Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Amen. So we can excuse the the children's. Y'all say bye to the babies. Bye, babies. Love y'all. Praise God. Is is it normally this dark up here? It's a little different today. It's just me. Maybe it's me. Praise the Lord, you guys. I want you guys to see what your generosity, how it happens. So when we ask for generosity, it's not for people to put lights on and people to drive cars because I'm broke. Don't think pastors are are rich. We're not, okay? I'm just letting you know. We want to go and give to people that don't have anything. Amen? We want to reach out to the community, not for a place for toxic charity, but a place when people need hope. Come on, you guys. Some of you guys right now, you're bankrupt on hope. But there is a God that can give you hope. Praise God. Amen. The world, the world is certainly changing right now. But whoever would have thought, and I, we were talking about it uh, the other day, is just that who would have thought that when you walk up to somebody and say Merry Christmas that they would be offended? Huh? What's going on in this country? I go to places and I say, Merry Christmas, and they go, Happy Holidays. It's like, come on, what's happening? So many arguments over the recent uh, recent years. People are saying, you should say Merry Christmas because you don't know if you're going to offend somebody. Look, come on. Do we have to be that sensitive, saints? No, we don't have to be. If If I look at somebody and say Merry Christmas, they can look at me and say, Happy Ramadan. I don't know. They can say whatever. But we don't have to be that sensitive. But we're, right now, we're at a church, and these are where Christians are. So we say, Merry Christmas. And Happy Holy Days. If you guys don't realize that holidays is this derivative of two words, holy days. They changed the wine to an I and made it holiday. That was English. If you guys didn't, okay, where we're at. I just don't understand why people get offended. Sometimes I get offended because they're not saying Merry Christmas. Anyway, I want you guys to start thinking that right now, even though we are in a country that is, well, well, was at one time based upon Christian values at one time. But right now, us as saints, children of God, we will celebrate Christian values, Right? And right now, don't think that America is about to switch just because it's Christmas. They're like, oh, it's it's Christmas and all of America is saying Merry Christmas. No, they really don't care about Christmas. Amen. What it's it's turned to is is Christmas has actually come to the point where it's just about giving gifts. Amen. Because right now, that's all you see. It's like if you buy one, get two, then you can get two friends. It's about shopping. It's not about Jesus Christ. So today we want to talk about what we should do on Christmas. And that's 
give. Can I get an amen? amen? I need you guys to help me out. I know there's a game going on in about 30 minutes. <laughs> amen. Look, I'm not knocking about gift giving. Listen, in fact, we see uh, we bless the families you've seen here today in our community and some of our members here. But gift giving comes from a scripture or actual from a scriptural idea. And the first is in Matthew 2 and 11. And it says this. They went into the house and when they saw the child was with Mother Mary, they knelt down and worshiped him. They brought out their gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and presented them to him. Amen. Now, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at this, and maybe you guys don't know who I am. My name is Pastor John R. Butcher. The R stands for what? And I'm about to go down a rabbit hole again because I was looking at the scripture, and it says that they brought the gifts to baby Jesus. Amen? Follow me. Follow me. He was a baby. Actually, during that time when the Magi came to give their gifts to Jesus, Jesus was actually probably a toddler at the time. We, we see him in a manger, but he was literally a toddler at that time. And they came and brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, as a parent, and, and some of you guys will understand this, when my child comes in and my child is about two years old and somebody comes and gives me $10 that on the envelope, it says Little, little Judah, and it says $10, I'm looking like little Judah don't know what to do with that money. It's mine. I'm just looking at the scripture. So they gave Jesus the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So I wonder what Mary and them did with it. Okay, anyway. Listen, we give gifts because Jesus was given to us. And in keeping in the tradition of gift giving, we give gifts to each other to celebrate Jesus's birthday. So today I just need to tell you it's Christmas and I'm going to tell you today all about gift giving, but also more. It's the best Chris Christmas gift that you can ever give yourself. Turn to John 8 and 32. It says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. How many people want to be free this morning? Okay, everybody else want to stay in bondage? I'll ask you again. Who wants to be free? I know I do. So, forgiveness. Forgiveness. What does it mean to forgive? Many people have a vague definition of forgiveness. What we need to realize is if we don't forgive others, God won't forgive us. Listen real carefully. I know this is Christmas, but I'm about to give you a gift that you all need, and you didn't even know you needed it. Matthew 6, 14 and 15, it says this. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. How many people want God to forgive you? Okay, let's read the rest of it. It says, but if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive you of your sins. Hmm. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand right now, but there's some, probably some people in your life that have done you wrong. I, I need, I, you didn't have to say it. You didn't have to raise your hand, but I need to hear a mm. Okay, that, that's like an amen when you're out on the street. You know, when, you know, everybody says amen, but when you're on the street, you say, hey, man, do you want mm. Forgiveness, forgiveness. Forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offense. 
lets go of negative emotions such as vengefulness with an increased ability to wish the offender well. Mm -hmm. There's people in your life that have done you wrong. It might have just happened today before you got here. There's people in your life that are way past things that have done you and you're still holding on to that. It's killing you. Some offenses are too great and too horrific and too damaging just to let go of or allow a person to walk away from. I don't know about you. There's things that's happened. There's people, there's things that people have done to me in my lifetime that, that is, I can't even talk about it. Amen. But I want to tell you something. Most people make the big mistake of thinking that forgiveness is natural. It's not. Forgiveness is spiritual. When you forgive, it doesn't mean, listen to me, it doesn't mean condoning, excusing, pardoning, or forgetting, or reconciling. Number one, condoning. When you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean you condone what they've done. And that means failing to see the action as wrong and needs forgiveness. Just because somebody's done something wrong to you, you can still forgive them, but it doesn't mean that you condone what they did. Or it doesn't mean excusing. When you forgive somebody, you can forgive them, but it doesn't mean that, you excuse, that you're excusing, excusing them. Is what I'm saying is not holding the offender as a responsible for their actions. Pardoning. Pardoning. When you, when you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean that you pardon them, which means to release from punishment, exempt from penalty. As you guys see, when a, when a murderer may kill somebody, you see it on TV all the time. Maybe a mother or, or, or a father or a loved one is sitting there in the court and they're letting them say their last words to the person that killed their loved one. And they stand there and they tell them, I want you to go to a prison for the rest of your life and this and that. But I still forgive you. But I've seen people before sit down and go, I'll never forgive you for what you've done. I, would, I hope you burn in hell. But when you forgive them, you can forgive them, but they still have to stand trial. So I forgive you, but it doesn't mean I pardon you. Here's the big one, saints. Watch this. Forgiving doesn't mean to forget. I could forgive you, but doesn't mean I have to forget what you did. Listen to what I'm telling you. So many people say, you said you forgave me. Why do you keep bringing it up? Because I'll never forget what you've done. I'll never forget. I'll forgive you. Yes. I don't want to go back and retaliate. I don't want to cheat on your husband or your wife. I'll never forget what you've done to me. But I forgive you. 
So many people have that mixed up in their mind. That whole saying is false. To forgive is to forget. No, it's not. And there's one I'm going to throw in your face right now. It's reconciliation. Just because I forgive you doesn't mean we're getting back together. Maybe some of you don't even know that. Mm. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but reconciliation means to bring back to, to bring back to what it was. That's to reconcile. Reconcile means res- restoration of relationship. There's people. You, maybe it's a husband or a wife. And something happened. And the wife says, I I forgive you for what you've done. And what, you know what the husband said? Wow, great, thanks. Like, oh, that doesn't mean we're getting back together. I just forgive you. Because you're no longer going to have room in my head or in my heart. But I'll allow you to get, take my forgiveness and go on about your way. There's two major things we have to learn here. When you love a person a lot, it's easy to forgive them. When you love somebody, it's easy to forgive them, amen? If it was a stranger, you don't forgive people. Like the the guy that cut you off on the way to church this morning, you're still thinking about it. But but, But if it was your mom, your mom cut you off, you might be a little upset, but, but when you realize you've been forgiven a lot, it's a lot easier for you to forgive a person you don't love. Most of us have a hard time forgiving others because we've forgotten or we don't realize how much God has forgiven us. So easy because I've done a lot of bad things in my life. I wish I had a witness in here. I know that God loves me, but you know what? I've done so many things to offend him. And I'm not even talking about the things I've done to people in my life, but I've offended God. And when I realized how much I've done to him, and I realized that he forgave me of all of my sins, it makes it a lot lot easier for me to start forgiving people. Because I think the scripture says, those that are forgiven for much, excuse me, they forgive. We have to realize, we have to realize that God gave us the gift. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that if we believe in him, will have eternal life. But you can't receive him unless you forgive others and let God forgive you first. As I bring this to a close, remember, forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim changes feelings and attitudes regarding an offense. Let's go of negative emotions such as vengefulness with an increased ability to wish the offender well. It is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim 
a victim. There's so many people in here that are victims. People in here have been victims of people's stuff. But I need you to get rid of, get rid of your victim mentality. Get rid of the victim mentality. Because victims, listen to me when I say this, victims die in their ordeal. Victors survive the process. I hear it constantly. You don't know what you've done to me. You don't know who did this to me. You don't know. And that's all I hear as a pastor. I know life is hard. There's some things that's happened to me I don't deserve. But there's stuff that's happened to you you didn't deserve either. But when we get that victim mentality, we'll never see victory in our lives. We have to change our feelings and our attitudes about our offenses. I am a victor because I'm still here. No matter what you tried to do to me, what you done to me, what offense, whatever ever happened, it doesn't matter. I'm still here. Shake it off. It's forgiveness. I seen Genesis chapter 50 and 20. And you guys know the story. Maybe you don't, but there was a young man. His name was Joseph. He had great dreams. He had a bunch of brothers. And of course, his brothers were jealous of him. They sold his brother into slavery. The dad was heartbroken because he didn't know he thought his brother was dead. The, the youngest was dead. But as it goes on, this young man who had a dream in his life to become something greater than what he was at that time, he ended up a slave. Now you're talking about being put, put in a prison, put in a pit, left for dead, sold into slavery then put into jail he didn't deserve none of that what did he do to, what did he do but the story goes on God gave him another dream and he gave him a gift to interpret the dreams of Pharaoh and he told Pharaoh look there's a, there's a drought that's coming and I'm going to tell you this is what you to do and he gave some divine direction to Pharaoh and then what happened Pharaoh took his advice and then he saved not just Egypt but everyone in the surrounding area watch this the story keeps going on and his brothers ended up coming to see him and they didn't know that he was in another place he didn't even recognize his brother because it was years later and this is what Joseph said. He said, but as for you, you meant it evil against me. But God meant it for good in order to bring about it to this day to save many people's lives. Maybe you don't understand it. The process that you're going through, it happens because it's life. We're, we're, we're in a world of sin. But God can change your mind and your, and your perspective is as you're going through it. God says, I'm going to make something good out of what's happened to you. That's what a victor is. 
And then you'll be able to stand up and say, you know what? I'm here today. I went through hell and high water because I learned how to forgive. And because I learned how to forgive, I have a testimony I can tell people. And this is what the testimony says. Revelations 12 and 11, it says, and they overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Saints of God, God's given you a testimony. Don't be ashamed of it. It doesn't matter where you've been. I haven't always been a pastor, but I'm not ashamed because God forgave me. And because I live, because I'm still here, because of what I discovered, that God loves me in a real relevant way, I experienced God like I've never experienced him before. There's something that you need to do today. There's some people that you need to forgive. The first thing I want you to do is first, forgive yourself. Because some people in here were probably the perpetrators of some people that you've hurt. So first, forgive yourself. And then, go to the Lord and say, I'm a wretch. I need your forgiveness, Lord. And then there's other ones that are sitting here. You need to forgive. And I know it right now. There's things that's that's happened to you. I know. Trust me. But you just need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, help me forgive that person or those persons that have hurt me. You got to just look and say, Lord, I forgive them for hurting me. I I forgive them for leaving me. I forgive them for betraying me, for violating me, from lying to me. Remember, Forgiveness isn't condoning, excusing, pardoning, or forgetting, or reconciliation. Listen, this is what I was going to say earlier. God so loved the world. We talked about that. Do you know that Jesus died for your sins? He died for your sins. You you don't have those sin problems no more. Watch this. He forgave them. He forgave you. He forgave you. I need you to hear that. He forgave you of all your sins. The only thing that's keeping you back, because God's already forgiven you, but we haven't reconciled back with him. Do you understand this? Just because Jesus forgave you, he forgave the, the, the sins of all the world. Everybody in the world, even the saintness, Christ forgave them all. The problem is reconciliation. Christ died for that bridge for us to go. Yeah, he forgave you. He got the bridge. He just wants you to come back to him and reconcile. To come back and bring that relationship back to him. Forgiveness My forgiveness is a gift from me to me. 
So the prayer that we, the prayer that we need to pray today is, Lord, I forgive my offender for every offense that was done to me and the ones I love. Today, we tear out this root of bitterness, the weight of the sin that keeps me back from our relationship with you and others. Help me, Lord, in my heart just to open up and learn how to forgive the same way that you've forgiven me. I thank you for this gift, the greatest gift that I've ever gotten was forgiveness from you. So I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand to your feet. Thank you. I know this is like, man, this is Christmas, man. We're supposed to be getting nice gifts. No bringing up packages, but I would be wrong to let you leave here the same. If you're here today and you don't know this gift that God has given us named Jesus Christ, you're saying today, you know what? I want forgiveness of sin because there's people I want to forgive. But first, I want the gift of Jesus Christ. I want to reconcile my relationship with, with God through Jesus. If that's you, if this is your first time giving your life to Christ, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Just raise your hand. Say, I want to give my heart to Jesus. Just raise your hand. Amen. Amen. My second petition is this. If you're here today and you know, you say, well, I know God and I, I, I do things my way. And, you know, me and God, we cool. You know, he like the man upstairs. I talk to him. I understand that. I, I get that aspect of it. But do you have a relationship with the man upstairs? Do you, not, do you talk to him? Can you come to him anytime you want to? If you want a real relevant relationship with Jesus Christ and say, today I'm going to give my heart back to God. Say, I'm just going to re recommit my life to him. If that's you, just raise your hand. Say, I want to recommit my life to Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're hearing all you, you say, look, I know all that. I just need, I need to pray because I'm trying to get over some things right now. There's some things that's happened to me, even during this season, that's happened to me during this season. I need some prayer. I need help. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you just come up to the altar. If there's anybody that needs prayer, you guys, the prayer line is open. You guys can come on in. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord.